Good evening everyone. This is GCP. This time from the Gasworks in Manchester. La la la. We've got our Jeff. Hello again, Jeff. Good evening, sir. And the one and only Bash Eel. Good Abend. We get Tolgi Maccabee. How's life treat you, Tolgi? Love it. Love it. Go watch uh, Togi Maccabee versus uh, Yuji Nagata from Kurikan Hall. Uh, one of the greatest matches of all time. There you go. I'll see you later. No problem. <laughs> Good to see you again, Chris. <laughs> um, so, listeners, we have been to Progress Wrestling, chapter 159, Wonder Brawl. 59 chapters later, and we make our return to Progress yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say, when was the last time you went to a Progress? Chapter 100. Chapter Jim's, 100. Jim Smallman's leaving, dude. That My was... So long ago, <laughs> like it? It 20, end of 2019. A completely, I, I'm sure we'll get into it. But it is a completely different promotion yeah. from what I remember leaving, that, and what got me back into British wrestling. Like, I, like, won't deny that. Like, I, I'd left wrestling for a long time, and progress is the mass majority of what brought me back in. Yeah, and then I left again. Kind of when progress got shit. Yeah. I, I, I know numerous podcasts have been done. There's a great one with uh, uh, Gareth uh, speaking on Grapple and that sort of thing. Like, he spent a lot more money on uh, than me than going to fucking New York. Yeah, like we used to travel everywhere for that show. And I had regrets coming to fucking Manchester and I live in Manchester coming to watch this show today I like trepidation I suppose it was like it's like yeah four four of the matches might be really good and then four of them might be really dog shit and one of them definitely was <laughs> so yeah um Jeff how did you feel going back to um progress and the Ritz in general um I think it was the matches that drew me in yeah you know it, like Chris says, there was really some outstanding wrestling to be watched today. Um, on paper. Yeah. Obviously, the Ritz, we know it's an O2 venue. You're yeah. going to get bummed for drinks. All oh, them drink prices have gone yeah. up, haven't they? Pricey. Seven pounds. This is literally the most point. soberest I've been from coming out of a wrestling show and talking yeah. for a long time. When I've only bought, I think, one pint and the rest of it were coke. Yeah. That's the I thing. You know it's very expensive. Prices were so expensive, the Ogdens stopped buying pints. Like, yeah. and, and I assume as you'll be listening to this as a long-time listener, you'll know that the Ogdens love pints. It was just that expensive in the O2 that, And it's not great. I mean, I was drinking, obviously, and you'll be able to tell by the fact that I'm speaking so much. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was having the old shipyard IPA, and it was £7 a pint. And it's not a £7 pint. No. I've had £7 pints in the past and been like... That's perfectly fine. This is not a seven pound pint. It's two pound fifty in fucking Weatherspoons. So yeah, you know. So how many, did, how, how many did you have, Chris? Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, even Carlsberg free the three point eight percent version. It's not even the export, no. which is a better. See, that used to be the drink of choice when I was born in there. Yeah, know, for yeah. gigs and all. For that. gigs and that. Yeah, yeah. but no. O2s are O2s are just bad venues now. Yeah. Like I would say I went to um, a gig at the well not a gig, it was a, Apollo, uh, a live podcast at the Apollo the other day and it was still thirteen, fourteen pounds for a double pinter sort of thing. Oh. It's just like it's so so pricey these days. 
I mean, I'm going to the Victoria Warehouse in two weeks and I'm expecting uh, the same dry bumming. Yeah, you might have a good night as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, we did go to some pubs before and uh, we met up, uh, well, uh, Chris met up with us in the Cafe Beermoth. I'm out with him in the Cafe yeah. Beermoth, yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, they also have the most expensive pint of Steady Rolling Man, I think <laughs> might have actually been in the world. The Seven pounds. It was literally comparable with the pints of shite from fucking All Too Rich. Yeah, yeah. but like, it was a day, the day of Steady Rolling Man Strata, which is a new version, obviously, a new hop. Probably the same taste. Big hop fan, is that yeah, exactly, yeah. Jeff's the big, big hop fan of the Strata. Yeah. Massive. Um, but yeah, for £7 a pint, so, and then obviously we were all like, Sharp intake of breath, innit? Yeah. I'm not going anywhere near that. And he had the Sonoma. Yeah, track Sonoma, pint of that, and two thirds of the Squawk Corvus stout, which was 7.4%. And a red Four ale, quid. very nice. Yeah, I, I don't mind being off as a place. Mm. Jeff's not a fan of wanky music. Wanky music, overpriced pints. I wouldn't say they're overpriced overall. I think some stuff is overpriced and other stuff is priced correctly. Yeah. If that makes sense. And if you know your beers, you'll know what's well priced. And I think that's the thing with Cafe Beermoth. Uh, it's a perfectly fine place. We go there quite often when it's late at night because it's one of the few like late open places. Yeah, it's, it's and it's a, a good decent, one for if you get the tram back. The decent beers and obviously for transport. Like yeah. Um, next one we went to was the Pomona Island place, which is North Westward. Oh! Um, Sean and Metal with us. Uh, for, a drink, yeah. for a drink. Um, Jeff rested his belly on the uh, table. <laughs> Tight squeeze that. I wasn't. I wasn't going to mention it, but it was a lot. It, it was funny. Was it was quite hilarious, but also. It's tough times when you, your stomach is on the table and you can't get the rest of you underneath. Boy, it's so. tight tables in it and there. <laughs> 30 inch waist, brother, to get in those tables. And, uh, yeah, underneath my belly. <laughs> Cracking venue, though. I do like Westwood, though. I like it. It's growing on me. I like it. It feels a bit classier than it for me to be be somebody that can go in there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't mind that. It's in a nice place. Back alleys, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice little place. Like, if you like Pomona stuff and. I, as I said to you, I have them above Cloudwater and I have them above yeah. a few of the Manchester breweries. I think it's definitely a place you can go to. There were a lot of 12, 13, 14 percenters there, weren't there, as well on, on town. Never touched a one. You uh, didn't. One side of the bar would get you wrecked and the other side of the bar is like, this is what you should probably drink. Yeah. If you're, if you want to go out for a day, that's your uh, half half pints of just like 12 to 15 percent is right yeah. there. Um, from the last time we went Jeff they've actually got a beer list now that's a, a major improvement because I was walking through it going can't afford that can't afford that yeah yeah leave that one and all that yeah no it's a much a much needed improvement so you actually can see what it is and what, what your size is your beer getting your two thirds etc and how much it costs it's grown as a location I think um, it was busy it was much busier than the previous time we've been in yeah. uh, and for a Sunday you know that's uh, I think really good like a lot of the tables were full good turnover staff were there like you know, staff knew what they were talking about good beers can't complain yeah definitely worth a visit if you get the chance um, I had a pint of the Hongus um, which was a mild for £4.50 a pint yep. good pint as well will recommend this place to go to. I had uh, Row, Row, Row Your Boat, 
by not Pomona, by somebody else. Uh, what was it called? It was like it's a very like Russian, uh, like. 1920s Russian sounding brewery and I cannot remember the name of it but uh, yeah it was a really lovely bite row row yeah next place we went to the Salisbury um, game of the pool big big walk big walk between those two yeah. places uh, if you're aware of Manchester you'll understand the distance but we walked for about 15 minutes to get between these places which is, doesn't sound a lot but in Manchester we walked past about 100 pubs that we could have got in in between that time so yeah. <laughs> I love the Salisbury though uh, lovely place uh, I just had a Heineken because I didn't like anything that was on draft but uh, I lost to Jeff at the pool uh, good game by Jeff and uh, I beat you I think. you walked my ass. I'm Jeff. The normal balance of the universe is restored with me on top. Uh, the big dog. Fingers in the air. Acknowledge him. I, I will say my most favourite pints of the day was in here. The Featston's Old Peculiar. Was it a good, a good serving? Yeah. 4.14 a pint with your camera discounts as well. Yeah. I don't mind Featston's. Like the, the Old Peculiar is, as I said to you I think at the time, it's basically the only thing they do, but they do it really well. Yeah. And you see it in bottles in a lot of bargain boozers or bottle shops. It's uh, a decent drop. I think you should. It's kind of similar to Old Tom from Robinson's. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that sort of like ilk of kind of a like a strong, a strong ale, a strong dark ale yeah. that's like six and a half percent. It's yeah, very passable wherever you get it. Wets the whistle, as uh, Certainly, yeah. as they say. Fighting juice. But we um, left here. Uh, also, as well, just got to point out, you can pay with a, your card for the pool table. You can. Very uh, a, a nice uh, innovation. I like being able to... Because I don't carry money. Jeff is literally the only person I know that still carries cash money. And it, and so, it's, like... <laughs> it sort of saves you going to the bar asking for 50p's. Yeah. So, usually, if we go somewhere and we play pool, Jeff always has to pay because... We don't carry money. No. I'm just a I'm a card I'm a card man sort of thing. But so being able to pay on a card at a, a, a machine, perfectly fine. I love it. Yeah. So Jeff, um, we got into the Ritz. Decent crowd. Um, I said about three fifty. I'd maybe go a little north of that. Maybe four to four hundred. Yeah. But it was still. 50% less than the last it, time it I'd been there. Yeah. Where, would, whereas when it was back in back in the old days, I went upstairs to have a like you know do a mooch and do a wander, and yeah. it was one line around the top. There was no queues. There was and there was a lot of spaces. So like uh, in the day, I remember that being three or four deep. Yeah. And downstairs, I remember being absolutely yeah, like, really, really, you know, yeah. you get a thousand breast, in breast there, wash you? sort of thing. Like, you know, you'd be, yeah, I think you'd be like uh, at least double uh, that for a for a normal progress show, and then again, as you say, another few hundred on top of that for a big show. Um, it felt fine in there, like as a as a venue. I've been I've been in that venue for an ICW show when they had fifty people in there, and it felt yeah. like the worst place HXC, in the world. HXC, yeah, and I've been in there for gigs where. You know, there's been a decent name band on, and they've not drawn that many people. Yeah, uh, I've been in there for the fucking uh, karaoke thing. Ultimate they do. power, ultimate yeah. power on a Friday or a Saturday night, whatever night it is, and you don't get that many people in there either. So they've done all right, but it's a long way short of what it used to be. Yeah. And that was my overriding thought. Like I looked around that place, and I was like, I maybe recognise. 5% of the people in here yeah, that yeah. I've seen at 
progress shows previously, whether north or south or further north or wherever. Uh, it's, uh, it's a rough, a rough ride. I get the feeling that the, there's not that many travelling fans in that crowd. I don't no. know. I think that's the big Manchester crowd. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. But obviously, a lot of newer fans to the promotion. Yeah. Not a big old progress crowd. That, that's yes. A, yeah. yeah. So like that's the thing. Like, but they're not people I recognise from elsewhere. No. So like, I don't recognise those people from as and when I go to Future Shock or when we've been to GPW yeah. and those sort of yeah. shows. Like those people are fans of progress and probably WWE Network-esque yeah. stuff and I don't know it's it's a, it's a weird sort of vibe that you get there because I, I didn't think they really cared a huge amount well, we can get into it a little bit later when they when they announced that the people that are one of them who's a huge legend in my in my eyes and one who is a big name on the indie scene at the moment they reacted like they'd never heard of him. And probably because they've not, because they're just fucking Progress fans and WWE fans. They've got the, the, the Blinkers song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, I love 15% of all, the whole wrestling world, and I don't care about the other 85%. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. Well, some so, fans are like that, aren't they? Where they're very like, WWE, WWE or IMA, WWE, yeah. I dismiss everything else. But that's perfectly fine, but then why are you booking those people for that Particular audience? audience yeah. Like, you might as well bet fucking Enzo Amore and fucking somebody else as opposed to Masato Tanaka and Brian Keith because that's who the crowd know I yeah. fucking get Hurricane Helms in there they'll fucking pop for that they won't pop for Brian Keith yeah that, I think that's the thing overall with the with the way that Progress have booked themselves over the last few years I don't think they know who their audience is Whether what they're trying to cultivate and who they actually get to shows seem to be a there seems to be a big difference in terms of so um, let's get into the first match now. We um, we did see um, baby baby all right baby, baby doll. doll. We, and saw, baby, we um, saw uh and baby doll junior. We saw the we saw the baby Ethan Allen. Uh, <laughs> fucking he's still only what fucking nineteen or twenty. He's he's looks jacked as well. He's, yeah. he's, he looks in great shape. Uh, really positive uh, attitude about coming back from injury again. Uh, I said to him, I remember the first time progress ran Manchester, and it was me and him. Uh, ben Corrigan and uh, Ethan's dad, uh, we were the first people in the queue and we stood there for two hours before anybody else turned up and it was uh, fun time. Just the time, you know, that, that's how you know we felt that we had a specific seat we wanted to sit in, we had, we had a show that we needed to see. It was pretty much transferred from Camden. Same, the same attitude where yeah, you yeah. Yeah. in that queue yeah. as early as you could to get the spot that yeah. you wanted. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, uh, I mean, Ethan will hopefully come back uh, better than ever. Uh, he came back for that little New Japan show and then he, his knee went again. Yeah. Uh, he'll be back again, I'm sure, stronger than ever. And him and Luke will be great. We saw uh, Chris Egan. He can we never did, go wrong yeah. seeing uh, the big dog himself. So maybe not. He's our tribal chief, isn't he? I mean, I don't know a man better than uh, Mr. Egan. No. Um, shall we get into the first match now, which was um, Inamora Yoshiki Inamora from that, Pro Wrestling Noah yeah. uh, on excursion <laughs> with one company. Uh, on excursion, just and then he like sits around and fuck all for three weeks and go, I hope progress will just show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're going to broaden your horizons, yeah, you know. I was saying this. I like, I, I've not seen him in like turning up at Shaw Samuel's place for like training I've not seen him go to Germany like the Japanese guys have I, and it might just be that I, I don't follow him as closely on Twitter as other people do but it feels like he's just come over and he's kind of fucking great O'Connor in it where he just like 
wrestles once every three weeks and then does football in between. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a bit of an odd one. I mean, I like him. He, he actually looked a bit trimmer than I've seen him previously. And uh, I thought his, uh, his chest development looked uh, really good. So it does look like he's actually putting some time in the gym. He's, yeah, actually uh, three weeks in between shows. You've got to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is a guy, if you if you follow on Twitter, he is a kind of a strongman sort of uh, thing. He does like the big tyre flips and all that sort of shit. So uh, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. Very young. Uh, yeah, I just yeah it was against Luke Jacobs yeah um, one of the matches I was looking forward to Jeff this was probably the match I decided to come to the show for yeah I think. it was I've never seen Innamora before and my impressions going away from it it was just a very basic wrestling lots of body slams you know probably like I said strongman stuff shifting him around because he, yeah. he, he can he's been know. watching them Psycho Mike tapes hasn't oh he? he wants to see a body slam <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love Psycho Mike. I'd love to see him again over here, to be honest. Um, but yeah, just like a very meat and potatoes wrestler. Yeah. Um, is That's my, what is want, my overriding like, take. I wouldn't want him to be doing running flips and like yeah. like Irie gets away with it because he's a little slighter. But like, I don't want to see Inamura doing lots of stuff I want to see yeah. him being massive and be like this works for me so I'm going to do it all yeah. the time and that's perfectly fine um, do you enjoy it as a match Jeff? I think it took a while to get going yes yeah. I think once it's things started biting in obviously with Luke with his um, with his massive clothes lines and that you know, yeah. Anymore, yeah it got going near the end but I think at the start it was a bit a bit cagey yeah. and a bit quiet. Yeah. Um, Chris? Yeah, same. same. I thought the finish, uh, finishing stretch was really good. Uh, big fan of both guys. I thought they worked it really well. Probably not the opener I'd have thought out of that show, but uh, I imagine uh, Luke wanted to go watch Man City, so uh, get it on and get it out, brother. Let's, uh, let's go. Um, That's what he says to all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> he, he broke out the uh, cattle mutilation as well. He did at one point, yeah. He, did, he nice. didn't quite fully get it. No, no. he's clapping the hands, but yeah. God loves a try, yeah. That's it. Um, like Jeff, I did put in a more loves body slams, uh, but a solid opener. Yeah, I thought so. Meat and taters, three stars. Yeah. We were going to get a picture with him, but then uh, we started talking to Ant instead, and Ant's the big star, so... He is now, um, Impact TV producer. <laughs> I, I don't want to repeat the stuff that he was saying to us, but, yeah, fucking hell, he was just like, yeah, kind of thrown in at the deep end at one point, so fair enough. Yeah, Love good him. on him. He deserves everything. Does, uh, does Mr. Editor. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Start Not paying him. him next year, brother, because... You're not paying anybody else. I like that. Um, so next up, Jeff. Um, Jacob's won with the Lariat. Um, next up was Lizzie Evo versus Kanji. Boom, boom, boom. Let me just say Kanji. Kanji. That, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's a terrible joke. I know. <laughs> no wonder Gabriel Kidd said to me in Sheffield, like... I'm not seeing you for four years and you chance that still haven't changed. Still, yeah, I was going to say, that's, yeah, that's, you need yeah. to improve that, chance. stocking trade is shite. Yeah. It is. Um, Chris, um, did you enjoy this match? I, I'm a big Lizzie Evo fan. Yeah. And I came away from that match being a bigger fan of hers. Like, her strikes yes. are phenomenal. She may be the best person for kicks and strikes like with her legs yeah anyone in this in, in the British wrestling scene like she is unless, unless she's just kicking people in the face and she could be because like 
why not? Because like, like yeah. I said to you, it's, like, it's the old Terry Funk thing. When you think it's too good to be true, it's just punching you in the face. And it looked like numerous times she was just kicking people. She was just kicking Kanji, Kanji right in the face. And she is mustard. I thought, uh, uh, yeah, she was fan. I like, we made the joke that Gareth is a big Lizzie Emo fan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can see why it looked like. Uh, yeah, no, she's a, no, she's very, very, very good. Yeah, but I thought she. She was, looks like the full pack, full yeah. package. I would say, now that Mariah May is moving to AEW, she would be the perfect person to move to Stardom to be part of that group and replace her in that. Yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. She is like, I think the complete package. Yeah, uh, like as a as a wrestler, I like. She's is she felt like a step above everybody on the on the. On the yeah. Show, I thought. Uh, one thing I will say with this match as well, it does feel like it could be a main event at a Catch Pro Wrestling show. Well, there is a ladies, all ladies show coming up in December, I think, isn't there? Yeah. It'll, It'll be, be very much, uh, very worthy of it. Um, Jeff, did you enjoy this one? Yeah, it was, like I say, it was, it was, it was a good back and forth match between the two. You know, what more can you ask for? Yeah. Um, one thing I on one of my notes, even though it was a good match and oh, a bit of a bum finish with the um, submission and the pin yeah, forward. that's that was to get, get to that bit. Yeah. I thought the match was phenomenal until the final. It, it's that uh, Mind Games 96 bit, isn't it, between like uh, Michaels and Mankind, yeah. where you're like, it's, it is a five-star match or up until the finish or whatever. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, that, and it was a similar sort of thing where it's like, this was a really good match and then they did the uh, Undertaker, Kurt Angle finish or the Carlos Brock Lesnar, weren't it? finish where the referee no I don't think it was right I think it was Undertaker angle yeah but like uh, it's a triangle choke and a power bomb at the same time yeah happened in the UFC like actually once yeah. like uh, Carlos Newsom was in the in the thing the guy goes to power bomb him but at the same time he's choking him out with a triangle choke they got the timing slightly wrong so the pinfall happened and then once the three count happened it felt like the tap out came yeah. just after that and I thought that's what they were going yeah. for but then they said it was a draw yeah. so I'm not quite sure on yeah, those so sort of things the fist on the chips of the match really because it was a really good match till that shitty yeah. end yeah. where it looked like they did, obviously they didn't want either of them to lose yeah. so and now the, they're saying that they're both joint number one comes yeah. and, as, and as well it came across like Kanji Kanji got booed yeah as well at the, like after the match I the thing I would say is, Evo is such a good wrestler yeah. that it's difficult to not appreciate the stuff that she does. Yeah. So you are going to get that when she's working heel. Yeah. At the end of a match, and I, they do this bit where they fucking panda the, the like the loser pandas to the crowd all the time anyway in progress. Fucking hate that anyway. But like uh, she is so good that regardless of like face or heel, she'll still get cheered because. She's actually good at what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, next up, um, we had Robbie X versus Jack Bandicoot. Um, Jeff. He's the best cruiserweight in the world, etc. So King of the cruiserweights. King of the cruiserweights. I mean, it's a big nickname to live up to, isn't it, really? Let's be honest. Mr. X. Um, do you think he actually lives up to that, or is there many better? Um... He's someone who I'd up straight away. I think he's in the conversation in terms of British wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, I think, I think it's a much wider conversation that you can't get into right now. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly, uh, yeah. I think in terms of being uh, the British guy that is the greatest 
junior heavyweight. I think he's perfectly well within that right to say. Yeah. His stuff, um, going back a, a while, but um, in Manchester on those Lucha shows, like, yeah. he was hanging with guys that are, that you would rate as top level guys. Yeah. yeah. So, don't, I don't have any qualms against that. And the stuff that he's done uh, for RevPro and that sort of thing, I think uh, he's in the conversation, but I think it's... Uh, Requires a bit more in-depth looking into before you can truly say it. Another guy that I think will probably be on that conversation is uh, Akira Francesco. But, uh, an interesting one. Because uh, yeah. I think Robbie X probably outperformed him today. So. Yeah. I, I think I think Robbie X is very crisp in the ring. Um, he's only, good baby yeah, he's face only, as well. Yeah, he's only like 25. Yeah, like I think he's been around for a, yeah. He has been time. Yeah. he has been around for time. But I I was there when he fucking jumped off the apron at an IPW show, IPW versus One PW, and he was fucking ten years old. And he did a fucking shooting star press off the apron. I was there in Orpington when that happened, and that was like the biggest thing that ever happened on the UKFF. All this sort of shit. So yeah, he's been around a long time. I've been seeing him for a long time. So. Um, Jack Bandicoot, nice to see him as a bit of an underdog baby face. I think the progress crowd are taking to him. We've seen him quite a few years, haven't we? Yeah, we have on the Yorkshire scene. Yeah, he's very good, Jack Bandicoot. Um, I don't know, did Robbie X seem a bit of a step above him, I think? To I, me. Think so. I think so. I don't think that's a negative thing. No. I think Robbie X is really good. He's always had the athleticism. I need Jack Bandicoot. Um, he's not really in shape as well. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, like he, he looks like he looks the part now. I think. Yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a good test for him to match up against. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. I think it's one of them with um, Jack. He'll probably get a, he'll get beat quite a bit in progress, and then he'll eventually get the big win. Yeah. And. I don't think they are doing good stuff with uh, with Jack. And it's nice to see him give him the opportunity. But I, I didn't understand the stuff about him being the uh, AAA champion. Oh, he had a match against QT Marshall at the um, oh. previous show. This is why we're, we're, we're out of the loop of progress. I, that, I, I, I don't really understand what's going on. What, there, there, there seemed to be like three people that understood what was going on. So yeah. Perfect. Um, fun 10-minute match. Uh, Robbie winning with the... Um, Exclamation point, the X marks the point. The boing. The boing. The, the J Lethal finish. Let's get into the half time main event now, which was the most dramatic match in um, what a match. wrestling history. Woo. As the bad guy, Chris Linnae, got very unhappy and tried to walk out the building I and they wouldn't let him. I, I tried, <laughs> I, so I tried to leave before this match started because I knew that it was very much not going to be my grabs. So. Tried to leave and they were like, Oh, can I just show my ticket and come back in? I was gonna go to McDonald's or fucking Gorilla or something. Yeah. And just have a pint and just come back off an hour later. And then uh, they're like, No, you can't go out. It's uh, no no re- no readmissions. I was like, Fuck off. Like, uh, so I had to come back in and watch. Well, I was gonna say watch the match. I just looked at my phone for the entirety of uh, what happened. But yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't for me. Jeff, um, have you any thoughts on this? No. If we were about eight pints deep, we would have been... I can't imagine how badly you'd bury this if you guys were drunk. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of drunk and trying to... Rain, like, rain, 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 rain walled it yeah, in. Yeah, you guys are just not even having a drink and you're just... Jeff! It's fucking gash. <laughs> <laughs> it just... I don't know. They, they were like... Um, 
overselling? I'm, I'm overselling, yeah, the amateur dramatics. Learning of overselling and then just moved on to what the fucking hell were going on with all the red shirts. And they broke the ring. And then they broke the fucking <laughs> ring. Yeah. yeah. So that, that went over well. Um, just not my cup of tea whatsoever. It was very much why I don't go to progress shirts. It felt like if this is new progress or this is new indie wrestling and I thought it was absolute dog shit. Like I think this, this might have actually been the worst thing that I've been in a venue for and had to watch. Like I've been to places and I've seen like I've <laughs> I've seen training shows where people have had six weeks of training Chris, and like Chris, I can get along with it. I think you were there for Martina versus Vader Scott in Germany. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. I was been there for fucking the law bench. So I like, yeah, I've I've been there for absolutely awful matches. I've seen fucking Steffi Scope wrestle. I've seen MTX wrestle. I've seen fucking everybody that you think is bad in British wrestling history. I've probably seen them wrestle over the last 30 years. And I think this might have been the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And neither wrestler is bad. No. Like, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind Crowley. And I don't particularly have an opinion on Aiden English. But this was dog shit. And it should not have happened on a show, and it should never happen again. But the problem is, it will happen again, and it will probably be on a GCW show, and somebody will see it, and then they'll do it with even lesser talented wrestlers, and it'll be even fucking worse. And wrestling will go into a fucking spiral as we watch the decline of the ability of professional fucking wrestling, and I hate the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I can't follow that up. <laughs> Take a fucking break. I'm going to get a fucking pint. <laughs> the, the, the thing was, Jeff, I, 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 went, I, I, <laughs> I went to the toilet during this match. Uh, um, I went to the toilet while watching it. Just fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, no, I went to the toilet during this match. But I'd literally, before... The point just before I went to the loo was when the uh, red shirt security come out, and I was just like, con I, I, I think I put it in one of our group chats. Like, I was contemplating life. Hey, dear. yeah, because I didn't, I just didn't know what what was going what was on. Going on, it must be a reference to something. Yeah, but it passed me fucking by. To be honest, and this is no slight on the lads in the ring. It was just convoluted fucking wank. No, because we, to be honest, we've seen Crowley quite a few times and we do in general like his stuff, but it just did not work. Did not work for me. No. I get, I get, I get the, the the premise of it, you know, it's like obviously the the singer, the, you know, yeah. and the other one, the, he's a, an actor. An actor. Side of stage. Side of the stage, you know, front of fucking stage. Yeah, we're just shite. It's probably the, some of the worst in wrestling, I think. Yeah. You know, I'm not, not saying we, I don't mind a bit of entertainment stuff yeah. with wrestling, but oh, this was fucking terrible. Um, so there you go. That's uh, first half over and done with. Second, second half, Jeff. Um, 
actually started off in a better way. Uh, Leon Slater versus Francesco Akira. Fucking hell. This was good. This is match of the night for me. This is where business picked up. Yeah. I mean, I know Leon's been showcased here, there and everywhere. Francesco Akira. Um, an underrated worker, I think. Yeah. Honest. You know, and he's not the flashiest of guys. No. But everything he does is crisp. It's on yeah. point. He's just very, very good. I think first time we saw him, um, I didn't rate him so much, but last few times I've seen his matches, he had that Gabriel Kid one a couple of years ago. He's had a couple more at Red Pro, which have been like very good to watch. Um, and he's also the number one Gary Windass lookalike as well. So uh, he's got he's got that. If he ever goes working, uh, you know, a summer season at Ponting, so you know he'll be uh, straight in for that. Maybe not so much in the knees competition, but never mind. Yeah. Um, Leon Slater, crisp as ever. Nineteen-year-old. That's exactly. a, that's why we're itching our wagon to it. The literal world's his oyster, isn't it? I mean, you know, he's recently signed up with. TNA impact and obviously the crowd let us know all about it. Yeah. Good God, why? Why were they chanting it? Jump for Leon. Don't chant for the promotion he's fucking going to. Yeah. Just a bit silly, to be honest, for me. But hey ho. Um, as a match, though, I, I thought, like I said, I thought this was the best match of the show for me. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. It's, you know, it's, it's short and sweet. It was like a nice, solid ten minutes. In and out. One of the issues I would say with this show is some of the matches are a bit like five minutes too long. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, the, the length of the show got me in the end. Yeah. When you're talking what nearly about four, four hours. hours. Yeah, stood up. It's a longer. I mean, I know you can get it. You know, you can buy a seat. I know. I know the entertain time to build the ring back up. Yeah, that's probably what you know dragged it out a bit was building the ring at half time. Um, but you know the problems with that. But this match was a cracker. Um, Francesco, Akira, and um, Leon Slater. Oh, uh, did you shout out the fella that took a picture with you? Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, uh, Jamie, he's Jamie. called. Um, he said, "Oh, I listen to your podcast. Big fan. Can I have a picture with you?" So uh, five pound later. Uh, five pound later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to go and ask, and I have two thirds of fucking Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do two thirds in all two venues. No. Um, no, I got a. Uh, you got Slater. that guy. I got the. Uh, somebody came up to me. So I, I have no idea if you're listening to the podcast, but he was also a uh, University of Leicester alumni, as myself. All oh, right. Uh, and we spoke about the Paternoster, which is a thing that uh, only people that have been to the University of Leicester will really understand. He liked the uh, the shirt that I have on, the uh, the Danny Proper, uh, foot the Tories uh, with the trans colours uh, on. Yeah, all good. So now we're on a on Leon side. Slater and Francesco Akira. Yeah, really good match. Uh, not my not my graps, but I thought it was a very good example of a junior heavyweight match. Yeah, I said it was a nice ten minutes. Yeah, I thought so. Very odd that Akira is at that point where he's coming over for shows like this. Yeah, I think unless he's come back for the holidays or he's just away from the. Uh, from new, the New Japan sort of like yeah, there's uh, sort of a break things. in there at the yeah, so like uh, fair enough. Uh, all good. Yeah, and Leon is Leon's busted. I, I I said to you during the show, I, if Leon puts on twenty to thirty pounds of muscle, and he definitely got the frame for that sort of yeah. thing, 
he might be one of the big guys in the future, similar to how Kyle Fletcher is. Like when yeah, when yeah. Jushin Liger told Kyle Fletcher, put on some fucking masks and we'll fucking book you again. And it happened. Yeah. Like that's what Leon feels like he's at, at the moment. Yeah. Where he looks in shape. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no, I'm not. I'm but not, I mean, you mean like. New I'm not G- denying G- the fact no. that Leon Slater is in fucking much better shape than I'll ever be. But if you want to be a top level professional wrestler, he needs to be 30 pounds heavier of muscle and he'll have great matches and still be able to do probably 90% of the stuff that he does yeah. right now. Yeah. And he will be. The top end. Sky's a limit for him. I think so. Yeah, I I I understand why he might get a. I think he's already got the TNA contract. but they're getting in ground floor, buying early, expecting him to be much bigger than he is. Like he is phenomenal. I like the growth of that guy in the year. Yeah, he's gone from nothing to confidence, hasn't he? Absolute confidence in him. Yeah, looks right as well. Like one of the one of the guys that has a great look. Yeah, I think like great dreads, good-looking fella, like knows what he's doing, good baby face. I don't know if he works heel. I've not really he seen could that work anywhere. heel. I, I think, think he could. I've not really a bit of a cockiness. Yeah, I've not really seen it anywhere. But as a baby face and as uh, as a guy, it feels like he's uh, one of the top guys. Yeah. Akira, I've banged the drum for Akira for a long time when he used to work in all Japan. One of the guys that I used to think was uh, phenomenal. One of the few guys that I think is he literally learns languages like he fucking doesn't even think about it. Yeah. Like he's a he's a top top guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. good stuff. Um, so Slater with the um, the rack um, blue thunderbomb. Yeah, the Kobe case. Kobe case. All right. If people remember Steve Carino used to use that as a finish sort of thing. Yeah. Nice. No, very good match this one. Next up, six man tag, um, which was Lycos's and Warren Banks versus dominant dominant Rectum. Um, no, Dominators ringed them. Sorry, which Dominant is, rectum. I which mean, is um, Charlie Sterling. Charlie Sterling was there, sorry. <laughs> uh, Charlie Sterling, Bullet, and uh, the Progress Champion, Spike Trevay. You uh, would not have told that the champion was in that match. I don't think. Like, there uh, wasn't a reaction to go, oh, fucking hell. I'll tell you who stands out as the champion, and he should be champion, Charlie Sterling. That lad looks money. Yeah. Um, Jeff, it just went on about this for me. Yeah, I mean, you had the promo, didn't you, about the upcoming Mask versus title match with Kid Like Us and Spider Spy Trevay. Um, sort of like giving you a bit of backstory to why he wears the mask and, you know, what it means to him. And obviously, backstory of in Mexico where they're wearing masks and all that shit. Um, this match, yeah, just like overly long. It did, it just, it just ground me down. Yeah. Yeah. I know what Chris is saying, he's saying, you have a line up there, you wouldn't have said Smash of with the world champion. No. Of progress. You just look like another guy. Well, one thing I did say to you, um, either earlier or yesterday, was you saw Red Pro last week, like Trevay, most 80 man in Europe, they're trying to build him as like Oku's next challenger, and then two or three matches later Sack Gibson pops out he's like oh my beer Spike let, let, let the real champions do yeah. the work Zach Gibson like put him in the fucking hole didn't he like that's uh, that's that it's, it's a weird one for Spike like I I don't give a shit I, don't, I really don't think he's very good as a as a top level guy and he's been pushed as a top level guy everywhere and I don't I don't see what other people see in him he's perfectly fine as a wrestler but I don't think he's anything to go around like 
what's his whole thing? He's a fucking Tory. Who, who the fuck gives a fuck like these days? Well, he's never mentioned it. That's the thing. These days, not in progress. Yeah, because the whole fucking promotion's Tory. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> well, who gives a fucking shit these days? In in progress, it's probably they're going to be the fucking babyface in three months time. Like. Uh, yeah, not for me. What didn't you like the six man? Are you? It went five minutes too long, and I don't think they really got anything out of it, out of the match. Trivé pinned Lycos as yeah. well. But you could have got, you could have got that uh, five or ten minutes shorter than it should yeah. have, been, and you still get the same result out of it. Yeah. Bullet looked all right. Um, I thought um, I kind of had um, vibes of I said to you, uh, James, what's his name? Um, Paul James. Paul James, yeah. Sim- similar sort of build to that yeah. fella. Uh, yeah, fine. And uh, Charlie Sterling's the fucking Muslim, so yeah. whatever. What was I in Charlie Sterling? Charlie Sterling should be the, the top guy. Yeah. There you go. And um, Trevé Pinlaikos in a lengthy match. Very, very lengthy. Oh. Shame to see Warren Banks going out with a whimper, but does that not quantify his entire career as a professional wrestler? Like, uh, the guy has never really been... Like, it always felt like he had... He should have been progress great, champion last year. Yeah, it, like, it feels like Warren Banks should have been the guy in British wrestling for a long time. It's never happened, and his career is ending with a match with fucking Gene Money in front of people that don't give a shit. So, I don't know. It, 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 feels, it, it feels like he's got a really rough ride out of this, because he should have been much bigger than, than he is. But yeah. he's getting out because fucking wrestling is dog shit, man. I assume. It may might have an injury or something, but, you know. Um, if not, rest in shit, So, <laughs> ne- ne- next up, Jeff. Jeff, next up. Um, yeah. It was getting six o'clock and two matches still left. My legs were aching. As RKJ took on Shigehiro Irie. Um, the highlight of the match was RK. It was a good match. Maybe a notch below the Red Pro one last week, but the, the highlight was RKJ giving side-eye to someone in the crowd. I don't know who he wanted to fight in the crowd, but he, he was much more interested in fighting that person in the crowd than he was Irie, so... Yeah, he kept, he kept looking over, and he? Looking over and then doing a manoeuvre, like when he got Irie with him chops. Oh, God, Irie's face. Fucking oh, crazy. Oh, my God, yeah. Didn't he look like Good. a really in-distress koi cart? <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. I like it. Yeah. We heard it, and we just like, oh, my God, like fucking... The Japanese Frankie, I would. Oh, mate! Oh. <laughs> he just absolutely levelled him with it, and then he kept um, side eyeing again, and then did it again. Obviously, while Iria straps around his arms, and so he, he pulled him back out. up, and then fucking did it again. Waffled him again, yeah. 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 What got me is the, the crowd reaction. There was not a lot there. Not a lot there for either guy, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe that's why I had to go that extra level and weigh it in. Because it just seems it's very, very muted, quiet reaction Cold. for both guys, yeah. They really did. Till the, obviously the heavy artillery yeah. came out. Just, like I said, a little bit flat. But I thought they worked well. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was definitely. a decent, it's a really decent match. match. Yeah. Yeah. The match last week was great. No taking away from it. I mean, some of the power spots, what RKJ did. Yeah. You know, he can lift, man. Yeah. You know, he... he, he just picked her area up with ease. Yeah. Mm. There was a great uh, great sequence that ended in the Beast Bomber 
yeah. which I thought was oh, we're in that spider. Uh, there was one with the spider German. Spider we? German into Irie like powering up into the Beast Bomber. Yeah, I thought was uh, a, a brilliant spot for that match. Um, I really rate Irie, uh, one of the probably uh, top uh, independent guys anywhere in the world. Uh, RKJ is hit and miss for me, but I thought this was a hit. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it, I thought it very good. Irie's always pulls it out of the bag for me when, it, when we've ever seen him live, Jeff. Um, RKJ won with the Muscle Buster. He did, yeah. And to retain the Atlas title. Main event time now. As we had uh, the Ch Progress Women's title uh, with Rio, the champion, versus Lana Austin. With the Lana Austin experience of um, L.A. Taylor, Sky Smithson. Looking well. And... Rob Drake, who was looking well in a shirt. Rob Drake was looking well as well, to be honest. Who was looking well in a shirt that um, you once had, Chris. I did once have a silver shirt just like that. I didn't have the arms like uh, fucking uh, Rob Drake did have, but uh, yeah, he's uh, looking Like good. a young chicken in tin <laughs> <laughs> Um Jeff, I think one thing with progress that done well is build up the old Lana Austin storyline and and the old faction thing, that's probably one of the bright points of the promotion. Lana Austin is a, you know, getting that character over and being the main face of the division. It's been excellent. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It's obviously a heel thing. I have a big stable behind you there. Yeah. And running and, you know, and the pull, eventual pull downfall in it. And by the looks of things, that's the way it's going to be yeah. going as well. Yeah. Did you enjoy it as a match? Yeah, as a match, it was fine. You know, it had everything. Run-ins, obviously, yeah. later on with Crowley, Crowley and Falcon. Falcon. Where we're seeing them as baby faces, where obviously TNT, they're the despicable heels. Yeah. Um, so that's a, an interesting dichotomy if you're following both the motions. Yeah. Um, which are intrinsically linked as well. Yeah. So, you know, yin and yang of booking. Um, yeah, I think what stood out for me, I think, was probably people on the outside was like L.A. Taylor, she's statuesque isn't she? Yeah. Really, you know, if I was looking at obviously her and obviously the smaller girls, you could see a monster in people. Yeah. You know, once she's uh, she stands out, I will say. Yeah, she yeah. stands out in the crowd, yeah. <laughs> obviously having all the hangers on with Lana, you know, interfering, etc. Um, it's like a hope, it's an uphill struggle for any bit this yeah. champion. But once she you know, the heels were rubbed off, not even one-on-one, yeah. This was a very good yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Sneeze. I, I can't stop sneezing at the moment. And did you enjoy this match, Christopher? Yeah, I thought it was uh, a really good match, uh, to be honest. Um, some good stuff. Uh, Lana, I thought, looked uh, really well in the, in, in the match. I thought yeah. it was uh, some good stuff about there. There was uh, the rolling elbow that she hit. I yeah. think it's absolutely. Wonderful. She's very good at that, isn't she? Uh, yeah, yeah. She does. It looked generally that move looks shit. Yeah. Like most of the time, whether it's fucking Zandig or you know, it but she did it really well. She's got a lot of snap to it. I will yeah, say. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, I thought the match overall was was very good. Yeah. Um, maybe not the position for it as a main event, but I thought it was... Uh... I think the crowd felt a bit tired. That's what, exactly what I was feeling as well, obviously, we're coming up to like four-hour point, yeah. you know, before this started. So I think, yeah, the crowd were really, really tired, and I think it took a lot, you know, of yeah. working the ring to get people up for it. Um, 
Because time you go in, come on now, bad enough now, let's make it short and snappy, yeah. send everybody all that yeah. I thought they went too long after the uh, experience got ejected from uh, ringside. I, I think they probably went three or four minutes yeah. too long. From that bit, I thought they should have gone straight to the finish. Also, I have no idea why it was Crowley and Alexis Falcon. Uh, well, Alexis Falcon um, lost last time to Lana, where now she can't um, challenge for the title anymore. But why do you announce everybody being in Northwest Strong if Northwest Strong isn't a fucking group? And they don't like, fuck off all. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> like Bridgeway's car doesn't fucking work, and fucking like uh, Ethan Allen's got one knee. Um, Luke Jacobs wants to watch Manchester City, and like it's just kind of like it's like the worst. It's, it's worse than fucking chaos or uh, like Lij or whatever. Just like fucking, just get people in there. They're actually affiliated with the person in the match. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, what's going on? Yeah, but yeah, still very good match. Uh, I mean, right person won. Is I think. that stable thing even a thing now these days? No. Well, they well if you. If it's not, don't introduce them all as being in Northwest Strong. Yeah. <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of agree with that. I mean, there's the other couple of guys from Future in the two bit and. Uh, Kessler. Your Kessler was. Two bit. Alberman from was. From Grimsby, Alderman which is northeast. Was, but it's not now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there was uh, Keenan Krishna, he was one. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I mean. They've got that many, you know, alumni. Yeah. Nobody seems to be bothered. <laughs> there could have been a running of, you know, you say, just lots of people that are supposed to be Northwest. But no, it was Crowley and his business. Yeah. So um, Rio won with the package pile driver to retain yeah. the title. Good finish, good match. Yeah. Enjoy and um, that's the end of the show. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts, Jeff? Um. I thought it was a lot of tidy matches on there, but overly long. Yeah, it really, it really was. I mean, comparing that to the obviously the other big promotion like Red Pro, quite tight, two, two, two and, and, and a half hours. hours. Yeah, exactly. Where this just felt a bit bloated. I mean, I know obviously the, the, the problems with the ring didn't help. Yeah. You know, timing wise and that, but yeah, you can you can see the difference between the two. Got good matches, don't get me wrong, but just yeah, just lovely. If they cut five minutes off each, off some of the matches, it'd be a nice time three hours. It'd still be too long. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's your attention spans as well. You know, mine were wandering from the first half. To be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the matches did bring me back into it. I mean, one match didn't need to be there whatsoever. I know, so. but <laughs> but my darling, it was the favourite match of all time. I mean, that's what people have said. So, um, Chris, overall yes. progress. Um, I think I overpaid for the. I mean, I only got a standing ticket. I didn't even pay that much. So. Yeah, the twenty pounds. Twenty three, twenty two. Yeah, I still think that was far too much for the quality of the show that I got overall. <coughs> uh, wouldn't particularly recommend going again. Like, I only went to this because of the. The strength of a couple of the singles matches. Yeah. I, there's no reason to go back, I don't think. Like, what they've given you today, I don't think there's any reason to go back to that show next time. I, th I think my own personal opinion on it is probably similar to Jeff's. Is There was some good, good stuff on there, match-wise, but too long. Oh, God. Just too, too long. I, I, I think I'm at that stage. I know, I know there's bloody WrestleManias and fucking 
copper box shows uh, which are like four hours long but I just like a nice two, two, two and a half hour show now. They're just build up shows to Camden, aren't they? End of day. Yeah, I can, I can probably agree with that, but when you're mentioning shows like Copper Box, etc., and you're on massive, massive shows, aren't they? That's like, you know, they've got endings and. Yeah. You know, this this is just a progress chapter 159 to me, and you could, <laughs> you could, be, you could probably. Intermingle between the 160, 161, yeah. 162, whatever. Well, next time's a super show. Oh my god, even longer? Yeah. Right. Fucking hell. Where's that the Camden one? Camden it's the one, yeah. show it had its own t shirt. So. I was there. Yeah. I was there for Wonderbrawl. Like, why is that a t shirt? <laughs> Who cares? Well, people pay 20 quid for anything more. Um, well, I think in general, it was alright. But it, I think if I return to progress, it depends on the card. Yeah, but it's not it's not a case of like when it was just blindly booking tickets, you know, at nine ten o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah, you didn't know what was on, etc. And it's selling out in ten minutes. That is long, long gone. It's a completely different promotion. Um, but as with today, where we're saying it was the matches that drew us in not the promotion yeah that's probably going to be the thing going forward for me as well yeah yeah I think that I don't I don't particularly see what an audience wants out of that version of progress like how they're it, it, it feels like a completely different version of what professional wrestling is to me I like I, I generally understand what professional wrestling is from a lot of people's perspectives but Whoever watched that show and really enjoyed it and wants to come back for the next show, I don't know what they saw out of that show. Because there was... Unless it... I mean, the Lycos and uh, thingy build. Okay, but even still, I don't don't think that's worth it. So there you go. That's uh, the review of Chapter 159, Progress Wonder Brawl. Um, Followed Jeff. Um, Jeff Ogden too, Jeff, still? No, then forever. Yeah. Follow uh, Mr. Bash Eel at Great Bash Eel on Twitter. No, I'm uh, at Brit Rez away, away days. days. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, follow me at Oggie Part Three and this podcast at GCP Podcast One. You can also go and listen uh, as well to Away Goals Counter with me and Jeff and um, Grapple Gareth as we talk about our trip to uh, Geisley working. Going to Geisley. Imagine yes. that. And also the other podcast I'm on, fucking more podcasts than Soft Mick at this rate, um, FWA Pod with uh, Kieran and Mr. Cyburns. Go and listen to that. Nothing. And like it. Like it. So there you go. That's um, all done with. Cheers, Chris. Thank you, Chef. Yeah. Cheers, Jeff. Au revoir. It's been the most dramatic podcast in history. Thank you and goodbye.